Halloween is near, so it's appropriate to ask, are you afraid of the dark? Do you watch slasher movies on TV this time of year? These movies do not merit serious reviews as they are calculated merely to scare us. I do believe that one of the Friday the 13th movies, believe it or not, has artistic merit. I was surprised to discover this, but the movie in question has the girl with telekinesis powers. Know the one I'm talking about? The movie was about so much more than violence. She and her boyfriend were such sympathetic characters. She gained her telekinesis from childhood trauma. She and her boyfriend had depth as characters. You can really disregard the machete-wielding guy with the hockey mask. He does dispatch some people who had it coming. The girl's stepfather was the biggest problem, and the mother made too many allowances for him, as I remember. As a child, I was scared of the Morlocks from the movie The Time Machine. They lived underground, in a very dark environment, of course. You might remember the movie The Natural, starring Robert Redford as the baseball player. The bad guy, team owner in the movie, insisted on having the lights turned off in his office. This was his way of trying to overcome his childhood fear of the dark. I'll try to quote Redford accurately. The only thing I know about the dark is that you can't see in it. <laughs> Today, in the 21st century, we light up the night. We take it for granted. We take for granted being able to watch TV or surf the internet at virtually any time. I am 65 years old and I remember much different times. At 5 a.m. we might tune in WCCO AM radio and listen to Maynard Spieth. However, CCO did not come in too well here in Morris. My father said we were just outside of CCO's accessible territory. But if you didn't mind static, it might work. In an earlier time, before so much electric light, we could be dazzled by the Milky Way. We employed candles, oil lamps, and then early electricity, which helped us function, but did not separate us from the dark that much. I have always heard that rural electrification was one of the biggest miracles in the history of mankind. Nightlife once had a peculiar quality. It was a refuge from daily life. There was a fear of crime, of fire, and of the supernatural. Are the Morlocks out there? 
the Morlocks exploited highly vulnerable Homo sapiens who were on the surface, the Eloids. The heroic time traveler character taught them how to fight back. I'll never forget the scene where the Eloi started forming a fist. We once paid close attention to moonlight when the next full moon would come. People gathered to spin wool and tell stories. We are reminded of the danger of the dark by the recent fatal auto accident involving the South Dakota Attorney General, Jason Ravensborg. We are also reminded of the sheer power of a motor vehicle. He was driving late at night and struck and killed a pedestrian. He felt at first he might have struck a deer, or so he said. It could not have been a deer. There was no deer there. We are awaiting the results of an investigation. It has been said that day teaches us what we should be, and night teaches us what we are. Turning from those thoughts to this day in Minnesota history, and this day is October 15th, Thursday. Weather still fairly nice. We await the more nasty stuff. In 1891, on this date, Concordia College opens in Moorhead with a class of 12 students. At first, a high school, Concordia would begin to offer college-level courses in 1907. Those of us here in Morris, Minnesota, we all know people who have a background with Concordia College. The Cobbers has a Lutheran affiliation. Speaking of Lutheran, I have in front of me here my ELCA devotional booklet, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. And we're looking at October 15th, Thursday. The headline is, No Holding Back. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. Verse 4 of Psalm 96. Continuing. Numerous life experiences fill our hearts to overflowing. When we are fully present in a moment of joy, everything else pales in comparison. A loved one's return after a long time away, the birth of a baby, good news from the doctor. We savor moments when we feel flooded with relief, thankfulness, and joy. Today's psalm conveys that feeling. Every ounce of celebration, joy, and praise is directed to the Lord. God alone made the heavens. God alone judges the world with equity and righteousness. Only the Lord offers truth and salvation. What else can we do in response but rejoice. What else can we do but sing a new song? 
Today, sing a song full of delight that God created you and the whole earth. Sing out a joyful song and declare God's glory. Lord God, help me sing for joy for all you have done for the whole world. In Jesus' name, amen. Prayer concern, church musicians and choir members. End of quoted material. Yes, these are trying times indeed for people who sing and play instruments with all the limitations of the pandemic. We're plunging into fall of the year now when I think a sense of despair might build up again, not only among musicians, but among everyone. And it is with a feeling of foreboding that we contemplate the national election. National election has never appeared so unstable as it does this year. I sense a growing fear. I have a fear within myself. And I'll make a prediction here. The type of reactionary people who up until now have been on Trump's side are the type of people who will turn on Trump when he appears to get too absorbed in his own power. Because those people, by definition, feel threatened by perceived power, the strings that can be pulled by the ruling class. They will turn. And we must pray that at no point does it become violent, but I fear that it could become violent. History has many examples of this. Let us pray, uh, I would suggest, let us pray for a Joe Biden win just because of the stability and gentleness he would bring to America once again. Well, have a happy Halloween, not far off. Good day.